And I hooked up with a girl the night before, and we woke up, and I wasn't sure if I had peed on her or if she had peed on me, you know? And then, like, so I'm rummaging around, and then I think, like, she woke up, and she goes, whoa, Brian, I think one of us peed. She's like, wake up. And I was just like, yeah, but maybe, I think it was kind of like, could have been you, you know? Like, like I'm dying on this hill, you know? <laughs> And she was like, well, you know, like how, like, how do you know? We were both sleeping. I was like, you know, it happens to the best of us. And she's like, yeah, but this has never happened to me before. And I was like, that's a great point because this has happened to me a lot, you know? Welcome aboard the Black Cow Diaries. Come on in, grab a drink of the Black Cow Diaries. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a new theme when it comes to uh, debauchery and tales like that. And this week we're doing music festivals. Oh, love it. They always turn to deba- mud-soaked debaucheries. Yes. <laughs> they really open. A lot of open spaces. A lot mm-hmm. of drinking. And Concerts in particular, I think, you know, it's obviously a part of a lot of people's youth. You go to a lot of concerts when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And I think the festivals, as we said, um, it's just a training ground for getting drunk and getting messed <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Of course, kind of it's an open you, air space. You know, you kind of bounce like, did, around. You, did you have safety town in your town growing up where it's like a little mm-hmm. fake town where kids kids like live there for a few hours each day and it teaches you like civic rules like how intersections work yeah. like what a post office is what a bank okay. is and, and you walk through this little town music fests are like safety town for drunks <laughs> you know where it's like you can't there's no real threats here you can't do any real damage but we're gonna like yeah. kind of teach you the habits you're gonna need to know later in life you know for how to later be a in drunk. life <laughs> and we're gonna have uh <clears throat> The great comic Brian Laroe later on, who will mm-hmm. tell us a story about he's, he's got a drinking uh, musical fest drinking story with yeah. uh, which turns into love. And then he also has a separate story. Where he talks about uh, a wedding story in reality television, which we get into a lot, too. But before that. But, yeah, you're right. The sa- I like that idea. Safety town for drunks. Mm-hmm. That's his, that should be the name of a, of a festival. For out loud. Safety town. That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, you know, this band's playing at the post office. This band's playing. <laughs> right. You know, just at all the different, at the water desalinization plant, you know, and they're all just like different stuff like that. Um, so a lot of these festivals now, I mean, Chicago has Lollapalooza, which is the big one. Yep. I remember I my my line is I remember back not going to Lollapalooza back when it meant something you know <laughs> I would always not go to Lollapalooza but it used to tour like like a lot of cities but now it's just once because they can't it's just probably yeah, in the early days with like Jane's Addiction and Pearl Jam and all that yeah I remember that yeah yeah mm-hmm. Woodstock was probably the first big one I'd say imagine of the actual oh sure yeah. Where badass had got around, mm-hmm. and then they had the uh, Woodstock '99. There's a lot of documentaries about the, the debauchery that it was the Woodstock '99. Yeah, it was a disaster. 
Which, uh, speaking yeah, of mud-filled disasters, yeah. Right. They didn't have it on water. Although I like that. Not that they're having revisionist history, but like a lot of people are passing the blame too of like, like oh, is these bands Limp Biscuit and Corn like they're too aggressive or something. Like, okay, you also try. You're also trying charging like twelve dollars for bottles of water to these fucking nineteen year old kids. Like, like, like corporations got did get involved, and uh, but it was a disaster. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, horrible things that happened there. Um, it's pretty hyped up. It was like 25 years. It was so bad that they did they did another one like five years after that to try to wipe like an clean apology the almost like like to like, right. uh, restore the brand or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like there ever was one brand. It was, it's always just some guy trying to make money mm-hmm. for a weekend. You know, it's always just a scam artist. But that's not to say that we weren't excited for that second Woodstock. And I almost went. I think it was in college. It was definitely in college. When it came around, I think that would have um, been, yeah, that would have been around like our freshman year. It was 99, year, right? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So that would have been later. Than, well, for me, it would have been later than freshman year. But yeah, I think it was 99. I think you're right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe it was. Yeah, it was 99. And then, um, and I remember, like a lot of things in college, you get, you get FOMO. You hear about people going, you know, we're, we're, we're in Pittsburgh, obviously. And this is in New York. That's a doable Upstate drive. Doable. That's what you're thinking when you're in college. Yeah. When you're drunk at night and you're showing the bands and you're showing Friday night. And like, I remember watching some, we're like, God, this looks great. We got to, we should go. Like, you know, just in college. Yeah. Why wouldn't we go? Let's go for a weekend. And uh, this is a time before the internet and Google Maps and whatnot, even before MapQuest, if you will. And so uh, a couple of us drunks convinced ourselves that we're going to drive to go at least catch chili peppers by Sunday, you know. And uh, so we we uh, we did what you had to do back then. We called 411 information <laughs> and the operator, basically, to uh, get directions to Saratoga, Florida, uh, New York. I love I love the old 411 where you yeah. would call <laughs> and ask anything from. Like, you, you know, uh, where's what's the sheriff's non-emergency phone number to uh, how many oceans are there? You know, like you would just ask <laughs> right. whatever was on your mind. I just need information. What's the 411, hon? That used to be a phrase. That was <laughs> yeah. a song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're so asking for directions. directions from Duquesne to yeah. a music festival. Right. What, what's the ta- what's the town? uh <laughs> Woodstock was in too because it wasn't called Woodstock. No, we I thought had, it like, was Woodstock, official... New York. I thought that's where the name came from. Yeah, but I think it's like, um, let me see. I obviously it did, but there's another uh, town for it. So it's something like Saratoga or something like that. Okay. Uh, Woodstock is a town, but I remember because we wanted it to sound official, you know. <laughs> oh, so and, you uh, were like, <laughs> like getting like the county or something like Ulster County, right? New York. It was something like yeah. that. Yeah, something like that, like Kingston or something. Or, you know, it's uh, Catskill Park, Ulster County, blah, blah, blah. It's, I don't know where it is. It's Kingston, something like that. But we're, And she goes, because uh, there's a female operator. So, like, yeah, directions to, uh, you know, Kingston, New York. Please go, ah, Woodstock, ah, fellas. Like one of those deals. <laughs> she already sniffed out the intention. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know where she's probably heard it a few times, you yeah. know. Like, that's right. Heading to Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah. Big weekend there. You know, she's like kind of a kid in business. You know? <laughs> OK, where are you coming from? <laughs> we're like Mount Washington, Pittsburgh. We're going uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to head off tonight. We, we figure if we leave tonight, I think we're like telling our plans. If we leave tonight. You know, we can catch uh, Rage Against the Machine by noon on Saturday. What do you think? You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably you could make it's about I'm looking looking at it now. It's about 18 hours or whatever, you know, 12, yeah. 12 hours. Um, but uh, why don't you why don't you sleep on this idea a little <laughs> bit? She actually said it to us because it'll still be there. It's a three day festival, but, you know, sleep it off right now. It's 11 o'clock on the night in Pittsburgh. Wake up in the morning. If you still feel that way, let's go for it. You know, let's go for that. Cause. My name's Candy. You can ask for me here uh-huh. at information. Uh, you know, I've got it written right. down. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Candy was right. We did not want to go when we woke up. You probably, when you God. woke up, I'm sure you guys were like, thank fucking God for Candy. Oh, absolutely. It would have been <laughs> fucking terrible. And <laughs> not only that, I mean, who knows, you know. Like you, like you used to say, like uh, the, the, they're concerned about you know they're concerned about you, and they're concerned about others. Google Maps would have had me out there sliding into a family of four driving yeah. drunk all the way to New York. <laughs> you know they don't care. They don't care about your well being. They don't. How many times has your cell phone let you send a drunk email that ruined a career? <laughs> right. It, Candy would not have done that. She'd be like, CJ, are you sure you want to talk to your boss this way at? Yeah. Two thirty in the morning. I'm I'm seeing where you, where where you turned the phone on. You're at a BW threes. I don't know if this is when we want to send this email. Or Candy would have said, "You know what? I sent it," and she would have lied to you, and then she would have brought right. it back up in the like morning, that. you know, or something like that. But she would not have just let you ruin your career or drive. Send drunk. all drafts to Candy. That's a good service we gotta put up with. You know, she's, right, send them to me ever, first. No, we should do it and for I'll everything. GPS. GPS, like you put in directions at two in the morning, like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Isn't this where your ex lives? No, hold <laughs> right, on. Should... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> We're going to revisit this yeah. one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you should have to breathe into a straw for some of these directions. <laughs> Get these things going. <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to be talking about some music festivals and the debauchery that happens right there. But uh, right now, and we have a great story mm-hmm. from comedian Brian LaRoe on a time that got away from him. Once upon a, what are the, oh, I already forget to say, um, <laughs> a few years ago on a night that got away from Brian LaRoe. So without further ado, that's it. There that's you are. I got it. You just had to I restart. I get this yeah, once you restarted, right. you had it. Let's hear from Brian. Andy got me all excited. All right, here we go. Brian LaRoe. <laughs> Okay. How are we doing? We doing good? Yeah. I mean, it is it is a great point. This city is like insane. Like I'm I'm positive drinking and driving is just legal here. I Who's driving tonight? Make some noise. Come on. No cops. Yeah, yeah. You guys are fucking drinking and driving too. I'm driving. <laughs> Got an open tab. I'm driving. I've I've had an open tab and I've driven home from Michigan before, like multiple hours. Just like just turn the music up. We'll be good, you know. But that's because you leave Chicago and you think the rules are the same. I had an out headlight and fucking my my license plates expired. I'm driving in the fucking suburbs. Get pulled over immediately. <laughs> and 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 you're just like. You know, not used to getting pulled over at all, you know, because it's like the cops just kind of let you fucking do whatever you want here, you know, and luckily the cop was my uncle, you know, is in the hometown, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I come from like a drinking family, so like they teach you how to get out of, like if you have uncles who are cops, they'll like teach you how to get out of DUI, so I'm already prepared, you know. My, my dad one time, he like looked at me and he was like, you know, drinking and driving is just as bad as texting and driving. And I'm like, Dad, you do both of those at the exact same time, so uh, I don't know. I, so I was trying to figure out what like a good drunk story is, because I'm like a fucking Chicago rat. So like, 
You gotta have like a memory. Like I'm like a NFL cornerback, you know. Like I gotta have a memory like a goldfish. So I don't really remember this shit. But I like my friend told me like there's this one time where I got. So what? This one more. Do you guys go to music festivals? Any of you guys? You haven't been fucking fucked up unless you've been to a music. Cause some people are like. They're, they're like, I'm sober, you know? And I'm like, have you ever been to Electric Forest? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then you fucking haven't even brushed the surface of alcoholism, <laughs> you know? I woke up one morning and I was at a music festival in a tent on the last day. And I hooked up with a girl the night before and we woke up and I wasn't sure if I had peed on her or if she had peed on me, you know? We were both sleeping. It's a fair, you know? Like, you wake up and it's like, whoa. <laughs> One of us needs to drink a lot more water. This is fucking smelly and sticky, you know? <laughs> and so, like, and here's the thing. is like, three days at a fucking music festival, like, I had so much gold bonds on my dick. I, I mean, there was, it was so menthol that Joe Biden would have fucking tried to make it illegal, you know? Like, it was... Not around the schools, at least, you know? <laughs> no. I don't know. So I woke, up, I woke up and covered in piss, and I wasn't sure if it was me or her, you know? And I, like, fucking... So I, I don't know what to do as soon as I woke up. I went to an all-boys military Catholic school. They don't teach you, you know, <laughs> what to do in these situations. I woke up, and I was just like, you know, like, fucking... So, it's like someone definitely pissed, you know. Like, I, like so, I put my hand like in the in the fluids, you know, because it's like could have been beer, you know. I don't know. <laughs> put it up to my face. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is piss, you know. And then like so, I'm rummaging around, and then I think like she woke up. Once again, I had no idea what to do, so I just went back to sleep, you know. <laughs> I'm just, Maybe she won't notice, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then she did the same thing, but she's like a normal person. So she like touched it and she goes, whoa, Brian, I think one of us peed. She's like, wake up. And I was just like, I, like immediately opened my eyes. I was like, yeah, but maybe, I think it was kind of like, could have been you, you know? Like, like I'm dying on this hill, you know? <laughs> And she was like, well, you know, like how, like, how do you know? We were both sleeping. I was like, you know, it happens to the best of us. And she's like, yeah, but this has never happened to me before. And I was like, that's a great point because this has happened to me a lot, you know? <laughs> People tell you not to break the seal. That is a recipe for disaster, baby. <laughs> you don't break the seal and you drink too many vodka sodas. You're fucking breaking the seal whether you like it or not, you know? <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I got so uh, I come from like what I said. I come from, like a drinking family, and uh, now my family's getting really into edibles. Yeah, dude. I don't like that one bit. I thought I would love it, you know. But like they're getting too creative at fucking. So recently at fucking dinner, uh, at, like uh, over the holidays, my cousin looked at me. She was like, "Hey, Brian, you sound like a parrot taught you how to talk." <laughs> <laughs> and I was so caught, caught off guard. I was just like, "What?" You know. Just <laughs> pass the crackers, you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I so but I like that. I usually go to like they. The, my family gets like married, you know. They do that fun stuff, you know. And I went to my first uh, wedding this year, like recently, uh, without my mom. <laughs> Fully not prepared for that yet. I'm 29, and I'm. <laughs> 
I showed up wearing a red suit. <laughs> it was like a, a guy I knew in high school, and they looked at me and they're like, wow, the Coke is really getting to you. <laughs> you love that stuff. Like, who, what, in the right mark? Like, I'm taking pictures in the mirror, just like, new, new boot goofing, you know? <laughs> I show up to this fucking wedding wearing a red suit and like, okay. And I'm, and no, my mom's not there. And let me, let me just preface this with, uh, so I have like a very weird job. I, I work, I work at, uh, like I'm a, re like I work at reality TV as a assistant camera for this show called 90 Day Fiance. Oh. Yeah. Shooting fish in a barrel at a fucking wedding in Michigan. Let me tell you. <laughs> The ladies love 90 Day Beyonce. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you can wear a red suit and still fuck somebody who's married, okay? It's like, so I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's a good fucking gig, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that until I went to this fucking wedding and I show up and I only know the bride and the groom. Have you ever been to a wedding where you only know the bride? Yeah, right. You get sat at table fucking 27 or whatever the hell it is. It's like you got cousin Dave, who's like in the military. You know, he said he has PTSD, but he's only been to Maryland, you know, for some reason. For some reason he's freaked out about some shit. I learned very fast. Don't when someone says they're in the military, don't just bring up your favorite war films. He was like, I'm in the Marines. I was like, you ever seen Hurt Locker? I just watched that. Pretty good, all things aside, you know? <laughs> all racism considered. Is that the lighter or is someone just on their phone? Uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay, my bad. I'm, I'm hammered now. <laughs> this one's going in the diary, so who cares? <laughs> I don't care. Uh, anyway, so back to, so I'm, I'm fucking sitting there with cousin fucking Gary and there's this guy named Bobby who sits right next to me, but he's, it, I only know his name's Bobby because uh, the nameplate. He's not there. He's not at dinner. And one of the groomsmen comes up and he says, yeah, Bobby's like, uh, like passed out in the car or something. And we're like, all right, you know, like <laughs> make a table 27 look pretty bad, but what are you going to do? <laughs> but then later on, I'm, I'm hooking up with, uh, so I meet one of the bridesmaids and she doesn't preface anything when we meet each other. She thought I was a very confident man. Guess why? Red suits. <laughs> Anybody who wear a red suit at a wedding must be confident. That's attractive to the women, I guess. What are you gonna do? Never worked before, you know. <laughs> this at a thrift store. What are you gonna do? I don't know. So, uh, but I, I'm hooking up with this girl, and then all of a sudden we're like, kind of, we're we're hanging out afterwards, and we're in like this cabin where all like the groomsmen and stuff are. That's where they got to stay. The wedding party. That's what they call it. Uh, my mom usually fills me in on all this stuff. <laughs> hanging out at the wedding party. I was having sex with a bridesmaid. Didn't know she was married until we are hanging out afterward. And she's like, hey, where's Bobby? Whoa. Uh, yeah. I, I had sex with a member of my fraternal order of Table 27 <laughs> with their wife. <laughs> I now know where Bob, I know where Bobby is. I don't know if she knows where fucking Bobby is, you know? Bobby's in the fucking car, passed out. I didn't want to say that. She says, I don't know. He's been gone all day. I guess, see, here's the thing is, I kind of, at that moment, I kind of, like, felt for Bobby because he also didn't know anybody there. He's at his, his fucking wife's friend's wedding, and he just got hammered and fell asleep in the car. 
this lady thinks I'm a good guy. I would have done the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> Luckily, she's there to keep me occupied, or else I would have passed out in the Jetta for sure, you know? <laughs> so anyway, if you have sex, and then, and then all of a sudden, dude, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she goes and looks for Bobby, and then the next thing I know, I'm sitting in this cabin and everybody's asleep. And I wasn't invited to sleep at the cabin, you know? So I have nowhere to sleep. So I call an Uber, we're in fucking Michigan, so it takes 30 minutes to show up, you know? And as that's happening, as I'm calling it, the front door opens and in walks a guy who can only be described as a Bobby, you know? Like, <laughs> he's got like the fox racing hat, you know? <laughs> He looks like he's dressed for court, not a wedding, you know? <laughs> like, he's got this from Kohl's, whatever, I don't know. But he walks in and he sits down and he, the first thing he says is he goes, uh, is there any beer left? And I'm like, no, I think everybody's all out. And then he just starts like jingling like fucking Miller Lite cans, like, you know, like a, like a holiday bell ringer, you know? He's just like, ding, 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 ding. He finds one, he finds one that's full enough, takes a huge sip and then, doesn't like get all the way to the table before dropping it and spills it everywhere. Looks at me and goes, happens to the best of us. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> so then he goes, wait, I got fireball. That's the best thing he says, I got fireball and it's in his pocket. And he's like, you want some? And I'm like, well, I don't want you to think I fucked your wife, so I'm gonna play cool and say yes. <laughs> I grabbed the fireball, but I, I do it with my left hand and not my right hand because I, was, I didn't want him to like get my right hand too close to his face and he was going like, <laughs> is that my wife? You know? <laughs> Drink the fireball, I say goodbye and sorry to Bobby and, then <laughs> and I'm never going to another wedding again without my mom, okay? <laughs> Thank you guys, my name is Brian. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. That was the hilarious Brian Leroux, who is joining CJ and I in the studio right now. Brian, how you doing? Doing good, man. How are you guys doing? We're great, dude. Thanks for uh, <laughs> joining us. That um, that was was that your first ever uh, what the story they just heard, which was two stories about a music festival and then a wedding. Um, yeah. Okay. Was that now, your first ever appearance at the Blackout Diaries. Yeah. That's a hell of a debut, if it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know about the uh, the like the projector PowerPoint projector thing. And I, every like I walk I walk in and everybody's like got their projectors going and shit. I'm like, well, I think I'm gonna bomb tonight. <laughs> I'm totally. I felt like oh, a no, kid. Oh no, great. No, it was great, and it works better for the podcast yeah. anyway, since we don't have the visuals. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll explain them but to I you. love how like you really lean in like that. That's what I love about the Blackout Diaries. It's a pretty supportive crowd because you really leaned in. You're like, guys, I'm gonna tell you how big of a jackass I am. <laughs> yeah. Twelve minutes. You know? yeah. Although I, I do want a picture of that red suit for sure for the Patreon. At least. Oh, I, I think I actually do have. <laughs> I think I do have a picture. I took a picture to like send my mom in the bathroom yeah. at my Airbnb, and my eyes are like cross-eyed. I'm like already hammered before <laughs> showing up. <laughs> I'm sure she was proud of your first your first wedding without her as a date and you got the yeah. suit cross-eyed. Yeah, <laughs> drunk and drove to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I did got like a that. DUI. Well, I have well, this an is... open tab and I'm driving home. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Midwest line, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, or I always love when you go ahead. Sorry. I, well, I was go going to say like, cause you, you live in Chicago. You guys live in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Well, like. Well, I do, and CJ did for like twenty. Years. Driving, <laughs> drive, drinking, and driving in Chicago is basically legal. You know, like. Yeah. But then when you sure. when you leave Chicago, you're like, oh fuck! Like these people don't play around with drinking and driving like they no. do back at home. Yeah. They got so, so they got bigger fish to fry in the city. The cops and uh, yeah. I mean, I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten pulled over drunk before with the bartender that served me. All night <laughs> and still didn't get a DUI. Right. They'll just they tell you to wise up. Come on. We got people yeah. coming to work. So They're hilarious. Yeah. They'll be like, can you, why don't you just park it here? And like, I've, I've had friends who be like, nope, I can't do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can you get somebody to pick you up? Nope. And then the cops just, okay, just take side roads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just like don't want to deal with this. Right. Yeah, They're basically don't... like drunks arguing, like, like driving home from a wedding. Okay. Have someone follow you. Take a side yeah. road. Like, side <laughs> road is any better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's if crazy. I mean, side roads. Are, I know I, someone did it the other day. Like, oh, I'll take side roads home. Like, like that's where cops don't hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. It's like well, and I think the theory is if you're going to crash, at least it won't be as high impact as the highway. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna flip your car going right. twenty. <laughs> yeah, but the side roads in Chicago all have speed bumps on them, so like. Taking a side room home is like detrimental to your car. Yeah, like, speed bumps and cars are double parked, parked tight. You got, I mean, they're like yeah. bumper, oh, the, the potholes. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, yeah. bumper lanes and bowling or something where they don't yeah. put it for the things in the gutter so you can't throw a gutter ball. So you're just yeah, like those things are side to side. <laughs> kind of love that. Yeah. Are you from Chicago originally, Brian? I'm from Aurora, Illinois, which is like, okay. it's yeah, like, sure a, a we know Aurora. Yeah, farm Chicago. Yeah. You have a distinct Chicago voice. Sean was like, yeah, and enjoying it. You say you say in your story, I like, I love that line. Your voice sounds like a parrot taught you how to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, yeah is dude. which is an amazing line. What have you heard about this? It's, it's, I love it. It's great. It's great. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually like no one. I think I was like my voice was just always normal. Girl, like my mom. My mom has a Chicago accent. She's from Addison, Illinois, which okay. is just like fucking. You know the Chicago rats all live there. Yeah. yeah, it's just if you're if you're not rich enough to be a Chicagoan, you live in Addison with your fucking eight Irish children. <laughs> um, so she like that's where I got my accent from. I think is just living with her. But um, I also I think Aurora, Illinois, like these like Chicago suburbs, like are very Chicagoy. You know, like I mean, yep. I guess not like a like a Schaumburg or whatever because those are the more like richer suburbs. But like the right. working class suburbs, I feel like in Chicago land area are just very. Sure. Similar to Chicago. Well, yeah, you don't hear the Chicago accent in the city anymore. I feel like it's been kind of priced out. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> who, who's going to buy a 700,000 brown house yeah. with a thick Chicago accent? Yeah, yeah. You know? um, no one's eating Italian beefs in a condo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when you go out to the burbs because all the kind of, like, I always think it's hilarious. I took my kids to see Santa in Berwyn, Illinois, and I love that. The Santa has a thick Chicago accent. Yeah. You know? yeah. What do you want for Christmas, kids? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes your stories like twice as funny as you have this great, uh, very unique Chicago accent. Um, 
Like, what, let, let's dive into these stories because you told two. They're both amazing. We haven't even alluded to the music festival one. What, what festival was this that you were at? The, this was this was at the the one where I got. This is the one where I got peed on. Right? Is that the, yes. the story? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you peed on somebody? Else. Right, 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 right. Not yeah. Yeah. I made not confirmed who peed. Peed and pee was involved. <laughs> yeah, it could have been anybody's. Right. We were both sleeping. Could have been somebody just opened up the tent, pissed on yeah. us too, and walked away. It's a, a fest. Happy summer camp. It might camp. have been an apostle. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't even know if it's human. People. Exactly. We have no idea. Um, it was at Summer Camp Music Festival. So it's like, it's it was one of those like music festivals. I think this was like in 2015 or 14 or something. But like yeah. right when they were kind of getting bigger, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. there was like these smaller festivals that would have like 2,000 people at them. You know, there'd be like Peace Fest or Shoe Fest or <laughs> Summer Camp and shit, which is where like people who couldn't afford $500 to go to Lollapalooza would go, you know, and it's where just 30 right. year old men would be like, there's no rules, you know, and you're like, <laughs> dude, there isn't rules. Like, you're 30, bro. <laughs> like, the, the rules you should be following is just don't kill people, you know, it's like, <laughs> you can get hammered and walk around with your shoes off whenever you want. It's really right. not a big deal. Chicago <laughs> likes to expand as many fests as possible because they, they, they want to maximize their summer weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like every, yeah. Every weekend is a street fest. Then they have the music fest. And then they like, right. Then they have any, anything we can rent out. Well, we can put a fest here in a corner. What's the music genre? Who cares? Yeah, Make yeah. ska, whatever. But, you know, we're going to get hammered. There's going to be yeah. dudes. Yeah. yeah. My, my favorite festivals were like in a cornfield. Right. Where you could just do fucking drugs for four days and come yeah. back and be like, still have a job after. You exactly know? What you're <laughs> it's kind of a lot of our int- first introduction to debauchery, but like in open spaces. Like, you know, yes. you can just get let loose. It's like a, it's like your first. Uh, it's safe. It's almost like when they teach commercial truck drivers, like in like big, huge parking lots or something like that where they can't hit anything. You know, it's yeah. like that's how we learn about that. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do acid and run as fast as you want. You won't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, there's like-minded people. If you're wigging out, someone will guide you back in, you know. And yeah. They'll, they'll pick you up on Monday. Yep, exactly. And, and sharing sharing a tent is almost like training for co-mingling it, and eventually living yeah, together. Co-habitating. As exactly. Like like cohabitating. You need to work out, like urinating on each other yeah, or something And, and like deciding that. who's urinating on Yeah. Somebody paid the water bill <laughs> that, that, that weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> so what uh, did you ever see that person again? I remember at the live show we got so many questions about that story. But did you did you ever see her again after I that? I don't think uh, so. I think that was of... the last I saw of her. We we like we hooked up a couple times. Like, we would go to like Umphrey's McGee shows and stuff. And she'd like stay at my house. She was from yeah. Milwaukee. Um, but that was like yeah, that was just like it was like day three of the fucking festival too. So I was like covered in gold bonds, you know. <laughs> like, she was basically sucking a Virginia Slim down there, you know. It's just mentholated powder. Uh, but yeah, it was it's pretty. Yeah, I mean it's disgust. I mean good for her. Thank. I mean she was doing the Lord's work yeah, by she's having sex with I mean, that's such. What, that's a, was the, the, so the festival was winding down. So it's like the last call for bar. When you get to the d- third day, it's kind of like the NFL draft that's happening right now. Yeah. Things are getting desperate. Yeah. You know, I'll take I'll take any team that calls. Yeah, dude, I'm Mister <laughs> Irrelevant at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> call me Brock Purdy, baby. <laughs> that's amazing. Let's get now. Who go ahead, John. who makes the opening line though? Because at some point somebody's got to say, you know, I. 
Somebody's got to be the. Are you going to be the accused or the accuser? You have to make that choice, right? right when you realize that you've woken up in a peed bed. Um, and she made the choice to be the accuser, right? She said, yeah. I, I think you peed the bed, right? Yeah. Right. Well, because well, what happened was she, like, I woke up first. I think I said this in the story where I woke up first and I noticed it immediately that we're, like, mm. covered in piss. And, like, there's not, like, we're not, like, sleeping on, like, a fucking air mattress. We're, like, I'm very unprepared. Like, it was just, like, a few blankets and a pillow. And then under that is just tarp you know like yeah. just so it's like pooled up it's not like soaked into a oh, mattress yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's standing yeah. piss you know <laughs> so i like wake up and i'm like fuck i first thought maybe like a beer spilled or something so i put my hand in it and to like smell it and it was just like easily like you've been at a music festival not drinking water for three days piss you know it <laughs> yeah, was like cat, cat piss yeah um but then i just freaked the freaked out and i was just like well this is like, I'm not waking her up and telling her this. I'm just going to go back to sleep and wait for her to wake up. And then she immediately woke up <laughs> and was like, what the fuck? Like, I could hear her just like, what the fuck is this? And then puts right. her hand in. She smells it and then wakes me up and goes, hey, Brian, I think you peed. Yeah. That's the thing between men and women there. We, we're going to avoid that. We're going to avoid that conversation. She's going to blame yeah. you right away. I'm surprised you didn't walk right out of the tent. Yeah. Never yeah, to see her again. Women, am I right, fellas? <laughs> Always nagging about something. Pissing on them or whatever it is. Can we talk about this later, please? <laughs> now you're I'm, I'm looking at the day four lineup of the band. I'm trying to plan, yeah. out, a, I'm trying to plan yeah. out a lovely day for us here. It's like, dude, Greg Allman just died. Are you really going to do this right now? <laughs> I generally uh, think would have been to, to take credit for it, just so she can get off the thing. Like, I'll, you know, what, I'll be the, sh I'll be the. Uh, yeah. You're right. You're yeah, well, I'm. That was the thing is like I have pissed the bed a couple times when I was hammered before, so that it is there is evidence against me in my right. past. Well, you have you know, a past, but but rarely yeah. do you have a situation where you have someone else you could blame though. And, and you know what I mean? Like, right. oh, well, we yeah, have two yeah. suspects. Yeah. This is usually not the, and that's usually all. Not the case. Yeah, that is. <laughs> not true. jump to conclusions here. All right. <laughs> I, I, so I can see taking advantage of that situation. Yeah. So yeah. Um. It's. I mean that that's hilarious. You're. You know, the, the wedding story is hilarious to it. I do want to get to that a little bit. But the other thing that's really interesting about you, Brian, is your day job. Like, our, our live audience was fascinated. Well, this coincides This, this coincides with the wedding, Sean. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Because I think this is how uh, this is how they go. Look, the second wedding story where you uh, uh, slept with your buddy's wife. Um, <laughs> accidentally. Not, un unbeknownst not to you, my right? buddy. Accidentally. Just a guy named Bobby. Right, it was, I, it was I, a... I shouldn't I should say buddy because you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known he was married. A guy, yeah. a guy named Bobby. But, and you, you, yeah, your day job, as you and you broke this out, better than we found out than having, playing an acoustic guitar, having a stroller full of puppies in it. You, you <laughs> to women, you, you work for 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, it was, it's the pretty TLC insane. The TLC reality shows and women swoon over that. Yeah, it's and it, it, dude. It, there are days where it like when Game of Thrones was coming out, it was performing better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, a game. It's dude, TLC's Game of Thrones. TLC. I mean, it's crazy. Love it. Now it's the yeah. love blind show. But like, so so you you dropped that line at a wedding, and you were you were like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. <laughs> that was money, baby. <laughs> 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 no, I mean it's crazy. Like, it's especially just like bride. If you're currently in a bride's like bridal party or whatever, and you hear a guy who's wearing a fucking red suit 
works at 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> also, I don't know anybody else at the wedding other than the bride and the groom. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm taking any any girl who looks my way. <laughs> it's right. just like, me. you're my best friend. It would friend. be like if to dudes if you showed them a Super Bowl ring. level 96, baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously women. I mean, I remember you when it came up at the live show. Women were just like I had not even heard of these shows, and every woman just like jaw drops. They it, it, every single one of them immediately raised their hand to start asking Brian questions. Yeah, like, great. what are the most common questions you usually get from people? It's like the most common one is, "Do you have any like secrets about the show?" Yeah, yeah they which. Know about them. But that's you, that's kind of the thing. Cam- what do you do? do you, what do you do for it? Do you do do you cast? I cam- you- camera work. I I work as like an but AC don't they or air? Like, isn't that the whole point of the show? Oh, you do cam- no you secrets? do camera work. So, you're, so you're on set during the filming and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They love it. Yeah, but there's no secrets, really. Like it's like we, if if the producers were keeping secrets from you, they'd be not doing their job. You know, like our whole the whole job of reality TV is to expose secrets to the world of you know like these fucking trash people to tell you know to be like they're not going to keep like anything other than maybe like Big Ed beat his wife or something, but that didn't happen. I'm just right. you know that would be like the thing where it's like you want to hear a secret? Yeah, this guy's a fucking terrible per you know like that would be the only secret it would hurt your feelings you know don't ask me this question <laughs> uh but yeah i like i'm I don't, sure you get like a lot that. of big ed questions big ed was a huge star sean if you don't know him he's a yeah okay yeah uh he's just like a fat guy with a yeah it's kind of funny because it's just like these like like dweeby guys who get yeah. like these really hot latina fiancés yeah foreign foreign but women. do they get the fiancés because they've already been on tv or were the no it's a green ca- it's a green card fian- situation pretty much like they oh. put them together you know so it's yeah great. so it's male okay. order basically yeah but then they go to their cultures okay. you know and they can't believe it like so they're meeting the word like when that when this woman introduces big ed uh-huh. to her family right they're meeting like the worst American possible, right? Pretty you know? much, yeah. Sure. But they're they're also meeting someone who has a decent amount of money. So yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that kind of that that translates Ra- pretty well. And rarely do, are they meeting their family as well. That's not, that's, <laughs> yeah. not how, that's not really what you need to do. Although I least see some of the situations, right? Like the women, because there's women who get men too, and they like they're sad because they're always conning them, whatever. They're and also they, fat. They're, yeah, it's usually fat. It's like all the Americans are usually pretty fat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's fat dudes getting pussy. Is that is what Ninety Day Fiance should be called? <laughs> That's amazing. So you go on on location. You film this show. You were just telling us you were in Iowa. I don't know if it was for that show. Yeah, that was but, for life after uh, life during lockup. Was Iowa? But That's love I after lockup. Well, that like, okay. That's yeah. Sean. If you don't know, I'm aware of this show as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like you know, you know that happens a lot actually with inmates finding you know the, those women fall in love with these inmates, you know, through pen pals or whatever, and just visitations, and then they start dating once he gets out of jail, and uh, obviously uh, she wants to get married right away. He he wants to be out of jail, and so he says, so uh, problems arise. Yeah, we fi- we filmed a we filmed a proposal this last weekend over Facetime. Like the guys, the guys really? in jail. And like someone else is like sliding the ring on her finger while he's like saying like, "Baby, I love you." Oh, a different human is putting the ring. Yeah, and she always has the one up on him. Like, if you don't do this, I call your probation officer. All right. Yeah. Damn it. It's like part of the part of contingency plan to get out early. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's gonna be the the babysitter or whatever. 
fucking thing they get uh, the the handler. That's it. Yeah. You're not. And a, you said you're always like uh, you're always traveling to like bad like I don't want to say bad locations. Trailer parks. Like you're not. You're not. That for somebody who travels a lot, you're not going to the normal business. This isn't Bachelor in Paradise, is what you're no, saying. No, no, yeah, <laughs> we're not doing. That. There's no paradise. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst town you think you've been in uh, through the reality TV show? Ah, dude. Well, where where was Sandusky, Ohio? Um, oh I'll, my god, dude! I know Sandusky yeah, well. I, know Sandusky. I oh, that, that's where my family used to va- vacation. Yeah, that, right. that is white trash capital of uh, Lake Erie. Yeah, Sandusky. It was Sandusky during the winter, so it was like we couldn't even go oh, to shit, Cedar dude. Point or nothing. You know, like yeah, it was it was tough. It, it's redneck during the winter, man, because, like, you can't get anywhere up there. Yeah. Well, and, and I had no other, like, previous, like, I've never been there before. The only, the only like, uh, you know, I, I only knew Sandusky from the movie Tommy Boy. So right. I, I, I picture it as, like, this bustling, fun city, you know? <laughs> and I just so, like, where's the tire shop, you yeah, know? Like, the there's no brake pads being made here anymore. Where's the fun hijinks, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough. Um trying to think. I like it's like they're all bad. And like I mean it's like one of those yeah. we work like third They're all like that. Like they're all failed, normal, small industrial. Yeah, the jobs left yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. You know? Just to uh just to button that wedding story, because as you did tell it, I mean we gotta get out of here. because um, I do like the, the the woman's husband who's passed out in the car because he didn't know anyone. He rallies yeah. to come have a drink with you after <laughs> Yeah, relations. Where did you have your relations? But in the in the wedding reception area somewhere, like no. So, so this was like one of those. It was was an after party, right? Yeah, it was like a golf course wedding thing where at the at the golf course the wedding party got to stay at um, like this condo. Like it was like a cottage thing on the um, on the golf course. I think they have four wedding parties, and they invited me over to hang out with them. And the guy is still not around, you know, but like, it was basically like everybody went inside. We're outside having it like by a bonfire. Right. And, uh, uh, then everybody goes inside and then it's just me and this lady <laughs> and she was already flirting. And all of a sudden it was just like, it was like, like immediately on, you know, like it was outside by the bonfire, outside by the bonfire. Desec- yeah. Desecrating um, this beautiful golf course. Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm are not a goal. Hey, that, hey that's why they left the deposit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Are you still in a red suit at this point in time? Uh, oh, yeah, still uh, wearing the jacket, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta. Um, no, but it was pretty funny. And then, so that as that's happening, then they uh, one of their friends walks out, and she goes, do you know where Bobby is? Uh, and well, that's, that's, that's right, <laughs> once again. <laughs> He's winning. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to make sure no one's misbehaving. Yeah, not good timing, Janice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'd be funny if her name was Janice. She was like 25. <laughs> it's right. probably a Becky or someone. We but I'll uh, have those 40 year old, 25 year old. I'm fingering Cheryl. Janice shows up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but then then they she I think so what happens is she gets up. I'm pretty fucked up at this time, so I'm caught, it's a little blurry, but she gets up and then like after the her friend asks her about Bobby, she like remembers she's married, I think. Right. Like the Manchurian candidate. Slipped, slipped her mind with the red suit. 
<laughs> 90 day fiance boy with the red suit she gets up and she goes and immediately goes out to like she just like kind of gets up and leaves and goes to see what Bob, what bobby's up yeah. to and that that was the last i have to, i saw of her. that was actually the last i saw of her period i've not seen her since wow. her getting up and leaving because then that was like when i'm like i get a, i was like kind of staying out there for like 10 minutes waiting for her to come back you know yeah stretching my fingers out <laughs> and I'll make sure get back in it. And uh, she comes and then I go back inside and I look around like the condo, the cottage and everybody's asleep. There's nobody around. I'm the only one. I'm not even, and there's all the beds are, ta I'm not supposed to be staying there. So there's nowhere for me to sleep. So I called my Uber, which I, that was, that was a lie for the store. I was, <laughs> I didn't call an Uber. I was, I was finishing my beer and getting into my car driving home. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what are you going to do? That's the part of the story you were ashamed about. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> Legally. Poor marriage. That seems like it's on rocky ground to begin with. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's, yeah. That's great, Brian. Thank you for joining us. That's a great story. Thank you so and much, dude. For uh, tell our behind. listeners how they can follow more of you, other than seeing your camera work. Uh, right. after lockup. <laughs> yeah, my beautiful camera work. On, uh, I have a podcast called Leg Day uh, with uh, Pat Bolduck and Bill Gewurz, Um two very funny comedians. That That's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I just checked Apple Podcasts. We have one review and it's one star so if you, right. you guys could go and well, our <laughs> listeners hopefully go we'll go out there and give you a five I like sometimes they'll give a one star review but they'll get but the, then you then they'll read a review and it's positive like they don't understand it like how <laughs> yeah, like, they're like great couldn't recommend it enough one star yeah <laughs> yeah thank you um yeah then uh instagram's at brian Leroux. all right with a t at the end thanks Sounds for having good. me guys this is fun oh dude thank you so much all we'll right. be right. Uh, we'll be right back after this with the Blackout Diaries. Right. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery and C.J. Sullivan. That was Brian Leroy who just left us. Um, C.J. Sullivan, you know, you mentioned uh, when we were talking to Brian about how like Chicago just loves all these festivals. And yes. at our live show, we've had dozens of people who have had drinking stories from Chicago music festivals. It, it it's all. Right. all pretty funny to write a passage in chicago it it's is all part it, of the chicago it, summer it completely is and um it's funny when like one of my favorites was we had a performer he's actually my neighbor who talked about the first ever concert at northerly island which is now like a kind of famous like 10 years later music venue that's right downtown like in the in the harbor great views of the city yeah. and everything <laughs> but the first concert was a disaster it was jimmy buffett in torrential rain <laughs> and like the grass hadn't been put in correctly right. or something like that. So it, it turned into um, like a mudslide. And I want to get into that in a second and, and tell his story real quickly. But the other thing that was great is because this, this concert, what a lot of people forget about this concert is it was so hotly anticipated because mm -hmm. like a year before that, this, this venue was an airport that mayor Daly illegally, turned into a park and concert venue <laughs> which was an amazing story it was this like it was this like private airport that was basically used by ceos blahoyevich used it all the time he loved it that was one of the reasons yeah. why he refused to tear it down and daly's like i'm gonna turn it into a park it'd be great for the city and the governor's right. like you can't do that and like the um who's in charge of flights the faa is like you can't do that all right that, that that's a live mm -hmm. airport there's traffic going in and out 
So he has somebody. They to this day they don't know who he had do it, but he had somebody from the parks district in the middle of the of some random night um, bulldoze all the runways off, and 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 they they, they put huge the X's in the runways, and there was like a plane about to land, and he's like. Uh, tower, I'm looking at your runway here, and uh, <laughs> you got see, uh, some giant I see X's parrot on. heads lining up. And, uh, <laughs> there's shark fins. I don't see a runway. Um, they had to like reroute traffic to Milwaukee. But the greatest thing is they did Daily did a press conference the next day, and it was like the most mafioso gangster press conference I've ever seen. Because they're like, you know, why, you know, I thought you weren't allowed to do this. Why'd you do this? It goes, well, we don't know who did it. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it did it to itself. <laughs> Who's to say? I just denied everything. Right, just, it happened. But we woke up just like you woke up <laughs> to the news that uh, this airport that I've been trying to close right. <laughs> enthusiastically for three years. Yeah, maybe some uh, teens, some vandals came by with and heavy machinery. <laughs> right. <laughs> But so this this venue opens, uh, and Jimmy and I love that Jimmy Buffett is going to be their first concert because they're probably oh, like concert, yeah. they're probably like listen, it'll be easy. It's considered a decadent concert, but they're all in their forties and fifties. Right, they're all old, they're laid back, they're yeah. fucking. I mean, you know, they're uh, easy. <laughs> they he probably homes. opens. I'll bet you he christens so many venues. You know, where they're like, they're like Jimmy Buffett, easy opener. You know, it'll sell out. Steel drums, it's great. <laughs> but because of the mudslide. Uh, it just it's a huge issue and there weren't enough open venues. And this was like during the heyday of Yelp. So every yeah, person so this, is giving a one star Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is 2013 end of June yes. or whatever. So it was an airport. and They didn't sod it correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's mud everywhere. So now you have tons of Yelp reviews all from parrot heads, if you will, Jimmy Buffett fans. <laughs> just destroying this venue because they couldn't handle the mud that day. It's up to something yeah, they haven't recovered from yet. This is a... this is one stars up and down the board. Huge and disappointment. The Huntington Bank Pavilion has never recovered from these Yelp reviews. <laughs> they still have a two star <laughs> average 13 years later. And these reviews are hilarious because like back in that heyday of Yelp, like people would write paragraph long angry reviews. Right. About I mean, everything these, that went wrong. It's hilarious. These are huge. I, I, and I love the entitlement too. people when a concert doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this as a side note. Um, that singer Morgan Whalen, he's a country singer. Uh, he, he just canceled some concert or something. Okay. And, uh, fans, fans were pissed. And he, he said he, he said he'd give them their money back. All right. That's the thing. And there's it went viral. This woman like I did an itemized uh <laughs> list of what her and her husband spent, you know, as far as costumes, uh, not costumes, outfits, dinner, hotels. Sure. It was like it was like four thousand dollars they wanted this guy to pay. <laughs> I need that refund. Like, <laughs> right. Merchandise and all these things for like okay, then I'll expect a check tomorrow. But like <laughs> I didn't know it was your big redneck weekend. I was just saying I'll pay for the concert tickets itself. <laughs> but these reviews are incredible. The lawn was complete mud. People were sliding all over the place as they as they walk. Mud was splattering everywhere. It looked like they just finished being in a muddy buddy race. <laughs> the logistics of the setup was not thought out in the slightest way. 
these are all great. We, and they're all like five paragraphs long. We've been to 28 Buffett concerts all over the U.S., and this is by far the worst venue we have ever been at. <laughs> Warm beer, smelly mud. It goes on and on. And then, But this is what I love. So this is like a four-paragraph long complaint right. uh, riddled or laden review. Good luck to anyone who has ever had the misfortune of going to this awful place. You will get ticks. <laughs> Great views of the city, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It is a beautiful. I can't. They do all that. end beautiful on that. Skyline. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell you what, good future ahead of for this place. I, the Daily was right too. Uh, destroy the place. <laughs> I do like some of them because you said like, you're right because they are parent. They are parent heads. They they consider themselves chill, but they're not. They're boomers, you know. Yep. Who uh, <laughs> who for any time something is uh, inconveniencing them, they're going to complain about it. I'm a diehard parent head. I can make the best of any situation. <laughs> and I've gone to concerts with far worse weather. However, never a worse venue. Do not go to your period. Sweet Jesus. It's a god-awful mess. <laughs> I like this. This is a guy. Uh, we walked all the way around this mud pit, and we could not find mm -hmm. a single exit. What if a lightning storm would have occurred? And everyone had to flee quickly. I asked the security there. Do you even care? I suspect not. Great views of the city, though. <laughs> no cell service at all. This is great. This chill parrot has yeah. eight paragraphs of how unchill it really is. <laughs> I could read Jimmy Buffett bad reviews. This is pretty that. good. This is incredible. This guy asked for a refund. Asking for refunds is great. This guy is also, not right. only is he expecting his ticket to be refunded, and I do think what Northern Island uh, or Huntington Bank, whatever this place is called, they did end up, they, they were hilarious. They wouldn't refund it, but they said you could pick any future concert and go to for free. Like, they gave out vouchers for a new concert. Oh, okay. But sure. this guy goes, well, but by the way, parking was $40 and drinks was 13 a piece, and my lawn... Seat, and then he also paid for his actual lawn seat, which was thirty six dollars, like the seat itself. Yeah. Um. So he Baby needs a refund for all that. He thing. needs a refund for all that mm -hmm. too. Yeah, babysitters. I love the refunds are great. Yeah, I got in a fight with my wife. Now we're getting divorced. That's a lawyer. <laughs> I need to be refunded for that. Like I love to just I like know. anything you're tangentially relating to that right. day just of your life. Kind of, you know, <laughs> any kind of strays got in there. <laughs> Well, Got you know what, those. CJ, speaking of refunds and yes. Chicago, this is a great story. We're kind of mostly talking about drunk debacles as it relates to the crowd getting too drunk. Yeah, but, as a audience member. Mm -hmm. But there's a long history of singers getting too drunk to perform, you know, like Jim Morrison. Sure, that's rock and roll, it. drunk yep. singers, right. You got uh, Jim Morrison, famously. I'm thinking about that because I live right by the Hollywood Bowl here. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he has a famous concert there. So I don't know if he got arrested. Jim Morrison got arrested a lot of them. That's what I say about Jim Morrison and the Doors. The Doors are a big L.A. band. Everywhere mm -hmm. you go, like every bar you go to in L.A., they're always like, Jim Morrison used to drink this bar. Yeah, there's only six bars yeah, no here. Shit. He Jim was Morrison an alcoholic, and you don't have right. a lot of bars. <laughs> exactly. He was going to be there. <laughs> and they say, oh, man, like he was, uh, you know, imagine seeing him in concert. I'm like, yeah, one out of one out of ten might have been like a real – Spiritual experience. The other time he's just pissing on stage, drunk. You know, like, well, well, these yeah, local cops are just it, itching to arrest him too. I'll bet you some of these concerts only right. last five minutes. You know, like he whips his dick out and they're like, "Okay, boys, let's go." Let's crack some hippie skulls. This is what we were waiting for. <laughs> but uh, this is what happened in Chicago. And when, when did this happen? I think this happened like around 2010. 
uh, Creed right. played a December 29th Creed? Now, they're not show. a wild band, are they? I thought they were You religious. wouldn't think so, but lead singer Scott Stapp got so yeah, drunk that the fans joined a class action lawsuit asking for all their mm. money back, upwards of $2 million. <laughs> it was filed in the Cook County Circuit Court. <laughs> oh, my God. The lawsuit states that Stapp was, quote, so intoxicated and or medicated during the show that he was unable to sing the lyrics of a single Creed song, which they believe is equal to the show being canceled. Scott, on several occasions during uh, songs for long periods of time, rolled around on the floor of the stage in apparent pain or distress and appeared to pass out while on stage during the performance. <laughs> That's tough. I don't know if uh, I don't know which side I'm on that one. They are Creed fans, you know, and you're, you're asking and who's to say what's a subpar Creed show yeah. or what it is, you know, but I also but like I do the- like that argument. The other side of the coin there is they are Creed fans, so they're not cool. Like Doors fans, when Morrison, right. when a concert only sure. lasts 10 minutes, they're, they're like, well, they're hey, that's right. Jim. You know, that's the lizard, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> we love them, you know. But Creed right. fans are like, no, sir. No, sir. That we are, That <laughs> yes, is not going to abide. I wrote down. I wrote down exactly how many words he got accurately, and that he said, and it does that does not equal. Even like baseball 30%. fans keeping score during a game, right? Keeping like score that, yeah. that doesn't equal thirty percent of their catalog, and so that's an incomplete concert. <laughs> now, this is what you're going to like, though. Creed's response, right. CJ, um, and this this is I, this is almost making me like Creed. It's like maybe they're just grifters. Who are making, you know, who are just taking money from unhip rock and rollers. I believe it, yeah. Uh, The band refused to offer a refund on the tickets, and it did issue a quasi-apology to fans. This is the apology. The band has heard that you were unhappy with the quality of the recent Creed show in Chicago. We apologize if you don't feel that show was up to the very high standards set by our previous shows in Chicago. There's been much more concern about Scott's health, and we want to assure everyone that he is doing very well. For now... We hope that you can take some solace in the fact that you definitely experienced the most un- one of the most unique Creed shows and have become part of the unusual world of rock and roll history. Oh, that is amazing. You'll have something to tell your children and grandchildren during the catalogs of this wacky world of rock music that we chose. I love that. That is so hilarious. In other words, so, you're not getting a penny fucking back from us. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting a goddamn penny. We, you, you, as uh, Dave Chappelle says, uh, we get paid for the attempt, like evil can evil. Doesn't matter if we land it, <laughs> if we crash, whatever. <laughs> you buy a ticket for what, what, what we're trying to do, and uh, you know sometimes we can't stand up and do our job. Sometimes we get so fucked up, and it's in Chicago. Where, where where did that happen? The Allstate show? Arena in Chicago, which is like just I mean, north how, of the city. It's like 27,000 people. It's pretty big. Uh, you know what it is? I mean, not to compare uh, what I've been doing. <laughs> but um, it's it's what it, I was just in Chicago recently doing stand-up. And, and, from, and like the last five weekends, whatever, before that, I was touring. And it's other like, and this is what I think it is with Chicago, besides it being an amazing city. But it's the king of the Midwest. And 
these bands and whatever performers that are touring, you're going to other cities and they're all fucking small cities, yes. you know, yeah. rubbing the same and they, and they wear on you and there's nothing to do mm-hmm. there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then you finally get to a place like, holy sh, finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is <laughs> this is what a city's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you go nuts and you go, <laughs> yeah. it never is induced into it. You know, yeah. like I'm not in Springfield, Missouri anymore. I'm not in fucking Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. The oh, bars are open till five. You can have a proper good time. Finally, a place I can fit my needs here. I've been on I've been on this fucking bus for two months. I feel like uh, speaking of the shine, people feel like um, Jack Nicholson when he walks up to the bar in the shining. Yeah, ah, yeah. here we go now. Yeah. Finally, it's, I thought I thought this money was going to burn a hole in my pocket all winter. It's it's <laughs> kind of like what they were saying about Denver when you know how Denver was like the first major city to legalize pot. Yeah, and they claimed like it ruined out-of-town performers for like the first two years because they just were just getting too <laughs> right. high you know what i mean we're yeah, that way sure. chicago's that way for alcohol like you just haven't <laughs> you know right. done alcohol you haven't done like it properly <clears throat> a fun outgoing alcoholism it's I know completely what le- it's legal is. in every way here every way you can think of you know <laughs> parks everywhere oh, um man, that is hilarious well, CJ, let's uh, before we have to end here, because um, yep. I mean, that's the other funny thing about these story, uh, these music fests and something like these concerts. We we're talking about like both of us going as underage. Like, I love the the range of ages you have there where you have old people getting drunk, you know, who like yeah. especially if you're going to see a band that was big a while ago. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> I know coming up in high school, we used to go to concerts all the time. And then I look, when I look back at it and uh, like we said, the festivals, they were just excuses to go, you know get as drunk and messed up as possible, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really care who the band was. No, you not just at go, all. Especially if it was a band experience. And, like, you know, I remember like going to, like, uh, when Pink Floyd came in, there was a Division Bell tour, I believe, you know, yeah. and getting all excited. Like, we liked classic rock, but, I mean, we shouldn't have liked it the way we did, you know. And, like, they played a veteran stadium in Philly, and they're there for three days. We went all three nights. I don't. I think I might have gone inside <laughs> once, you know, like for a couple of hours. You know, you scalped a ticket there for like twenty bucks or something. But like, it was just, it was just to be in a parking lot. The lawlessness of the and, parking lot. Yeah, where you could drink. Yeah, and it no, was lawlessness. Yeah. And, yeah. And it is great, and that's all concerts, and that's all people care about these these concerts. They have somewhere to be lawless. And, and the old the, people. The, Go ahead. What were we going to say? No, I was just going to say, when I mentioned the Hollywood Bowl earlier, it's like right here in the city, yeah. so it's not great for tailgating, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, Fish was just here, and that's all the fans were complaining about, that they didn't have, like, this this <laughs> row of streets that they have where you get all these drunks, because no, it's just fun. It's just it's just city cops telling you to move things along, you know? <laughs> like, going up a hill, yeah. like, well, where do we camp out? You fucking camp out down, downtown. Skid row, putty. <laughs> right, exactly. We got enough tents here. Um, yeah, and I love, well, and I think the, these older fans, they're just throwing beers at you, even though you're a strange yeah. high schooler. Because they, love they, they think like, oh my gosh, there's a new generation. I remember going to see Meatloaf at uh, Gundarina <laughs> in Cleveland. He was touring in the 90s in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And like these middle-aged women just invite us into the, um, it was like you, like we never even went inside. They invite us into their limo and we're drinking with like 40-year-old women <laughs> in a limo outside that's of why, Meatloaf. That's why, it's per- that's why it's perfect. It's a perfect combination of like us young people being excited uh, to be drinking for the, you know, for the f- first time or whatever, just ex- every time it is, you know, happy. Yeah. And the older people, you know, they're excited to, you know, this is their weekend. They've been planning for months, you know, of some yeah. fucking band where they're not at work, you know, and they're fucking living it up. So they're getting the limo and then they pass cross. Like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> 
Either way, Monday is going to be tough, but we're not thinking. We're not thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> Could you call off so that's uh, so for school a, for so me, ma'am? Meatloaf, meatloaf show, <laughs> right? Yeah. Big, big meatloaf fan. I'm sure you were back Huge, then. They ask, uh, it, 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 I, the the great thing about meatloaf, they're like, "What's your favorite song?" And you're just like, "Bad out of hell." You know, I mean, what right. does he even have another one? And then no one, yeah. no one, even the 40 year olds don't know what else to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> um, what was, what was your George Thorogood? You, uh, you alluded to having a George Thorogood because oh. he's another one I love too. I mean, you talk yep. about like you know white trash classic rock. You know, he's white trash classic rock. And I had a buddy who uh, loved George Thorogood. He's he's in that trash like like he, you know it's kind of ironically, but then at this point it's not like that's what he was. He like working yeah. on cars, you know. Just that whole like I always said like a, a Pontiac Trans Am like that when you when you click the engine over like it should play bad to the bone by yes. George Thorogood. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, this was another one where um, it's, it was at the, it was in the city, so it wasn't really set up for tailgating. It was at the Trocadero in Philadelphia, which okay. is like dead in the city, right. you know. Um, so we had to do our own tailgating. It was like in the car, parked in the city street, you know, drinking blah, 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 sure. at home first, you know, kind of mm-hmm. bring it to it. I didn't a little bit as much because I, I think I was driving at this point. Um, it was just me and my friend who wanted to go. And then he was, uh, and it was kind of the things where like, you're kind of like, like you say, got a baseball game where you're worse. Cause there's doing a lot of sitting and drinking in the car, that kind of nature. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how fucked up you are till you stand up. <clears throat> yep, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. T get out. So we get out of the car to go to his George Durgan concert. He falls immediately. I'm like, Oh, this might be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even walk in yet. Cause, uh, <laughs> A lot of it playing Thoroughgood. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, Thoroughgood is about drinking. It's basically an alcoholic musician. You know? Oh, yeah. Lonesome George. Lonesome George is all songs about drinking alone. Yeah, I, I mean, he does a, a 15. They never played on the radio because the intro, but when he his cover of John Lee Hooker's One Bourbon, One Shot, and One Beer, he does a 15-minute yeah. intro of his wife kicking him out for all his drinking and then getting in a fight <laughs> with his landlady, if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we remember it. I yeah. mean, we played it a lot. This yeah. was not Iraq. We played One Bourbon, One Shot, and One Beer all the time. We played a lot, Thoroughgood a lot. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, uh, even I think he might have been to uh, he might have had a new album. This was a tour for like get a haircut and get a real job album, which I love. He's still doing like in the 50s. First of all, you, your parents aren't saying this to you, George. You're <laughs> so insane. I mean, you're 58. Okay? I just love the audacity of being trying to be a hardcore blues band and putting Delaware on your title, like the Delaware <laughs> Destroyers. You know, like it's that. Delaware I don't care Destroyers. where you're Ashley from. You can't use that state at a national level. You know, <laughs> right? Loads of George. He's he's one of those weird ones. Like he like yeah, who crosses decades like kind of like this. I think of like the Stray Cats or stuff like that. You know that are eighties band mm-hmm. that did fifties music, but in twenties fashion or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Like George and George doing the blues, but he's like mm-hmm. he's just that white guy blues guy who's like you know, I don't even know if he's known as a good musician. He's just cheesy, but he's great. So he falls going down there. I'm like a problem. Like, Come on, we got to do this, right? You know, for George. A lot of times for George. You know, we're gonna make it. He's like, I got. It. Just get me up there. Just get me through there. Just you know, and it was. There. <laughs> and it was kind of like the stations of the cross, like essentially. Like he fell, like, then he fell. Then it was like these big steps he had to go up. He fell up those. Like helped, you know, people to go. Oh, first you get jokes, you know. You go, yeah. All right, okay, here we go. Like he's had one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Like people making those jokes, you know. Uh-huh. And then like uh, we we rallied, we got him up. He's like, all right, I finally, I finally got it. <laughs> you know, like we we got we got to go. I'm like, and then uh, these big doors open up, and then it's like it is still. 
it's still light times. It's still like six o'clock, so the sunlight was still coming in. Okay, you know, it was like one of those like, like might have been a weekday concert. And when the doors open, that it's an old theater. Like the boom, the sunlight comes through, and then he like he kind of like just, like fell hard entering the place. Like a, a, a great a grand appearance, you know. Opening <laughs> band was playing. The lights were still on, you know. It wasn't oh, like, wait. Uh, so you guys opened the doors for you to enter the theater. Right, you're, you're backlit right. from the sunlight, and he falls straight backlit in. from the sunlight. Huge fall, like down some steps. That's why I'm like, and I remember my my only th- thought immediately. Like he went down hard. It was a cut. Like a lot of people had to come help. But my first thought was, I'm not going to see George Thurgood tonight. <laughs> like, this is not gonna. We're not going to make it to George Thurgood. So the opening band. I saw the opening band. I'm like, this is going to be. This. I have to get him out of here now. And that. And the rest like finished off that way. But uh, it was. And it was almost in tribute. Like I feel like that's how he. At least that's what he said afterwards. That's how George Thurgood would go see a George Thurgood concert. <laughs> That's hilarious. I I love when you have a buddy like that and you're like, like the ups and downs you go through. And you're like, you know, this just right. might work. You know, I think we, we got yeah. him up the stairs. I got I passed that's, the that's worst what it was. And he gave me a big and he gave me a big speech before we opened the doors. No, I got it. We got it right here. You know, he, he gave me like one of these. Nothing's going to keep me from seeing George Thurgood. I'm the reason why we're here. I bought these tickets, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I got convinced you to come because he, he was a huge fan, you know. No problem. When we open up, boom, tumbles down the steps. And With the light, too. Like, okay. like I gotta. I, I might have to get this guy to a hospital. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. That um, yep. So that's gonna do it for today's music show. So uh, Shaw, what do you got going on besides the live Blackout Diary show, which happens every Friday night at the Lincoln Lodge in historic alcoholic Chicago, Illinois? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we've got that every Friday and then, uh, places I can return to, uh, check that out. That is yes. now available pretty much everywhere online. On all formats, your book, the amazing book, place I can return to. And there's an audio version. Of there it, is right? an audio version that you can buy anywhere now too. They can get on all formats. Great. Yep. And me just subscribe to my other podcast, the bottom line bombs. We just did our, uh, mock draft thing last night. That was fun. That's fun. The, uh. The draft party. Um, I feel like I don't know if you watch that NFL draft, but uh, I feel like they ESPN or whatever sets it up one year where one guy doesn't get drafted, so just so they can get the camera on him. Oh, it's the hilarious! Whole time of him failing. You I, know, I, you know like, what? It was weird. They're like CJ Stroud avoids a giant right. collapse. Like what? He was drafted number two. Like like who yeah, thought he was ever gonna fall? <laughs> Like, yeah. there's no way he could have there's no if you believe in like those multiverses like with an right. infinite number of you there, there's no universe where he falls more than the eighth pick you know you would you would love you would love this uh right exactly absolutely and and all these other things are just rumors that come up because they need um they need the drama but, and they loved that brady quinn collab like every now every few years that does happen right. like brady quinn That's what I mean. it alex smith time. like they love it when you just call yeah but it starts from their own hype because they're doing mock drafts for exactly. the last three months. You know what I mean? That they create. You'll love, you'll love this. I'll, just, I'll say this real quick. Um, there's a quarterback uh, for Tennessee who didn't get drafted, Hayden Hook or whatever. Yeah, he had a He's like, he had an ACL problem, right? That's why. Towards ACL, towards ACL, pretty recently too, like in yeah. week ten. And but his older, stats like were amazing. I mean, I saw that Alabama Tennessee. He'll be he'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be drafted like whatever second, third round, and he'll be fine. But he was never going to be a first rounder. 
Okay. Uh, ESPN kind of started putting that narrative out there, and there's this, they they did this they did this mock draft, and like they have some GM guy there, uh, Richie Tannenbaum, whatever, and like they're, so everyone has a pick for a mock draft. You know, this is like a month ago, and he goes, okay, uh, I take Hooker number four. You know, he's got all the tools and all that shit. Number four overall. Wait, wait, and Mel Kiper, number four pick in the draft. Yeah, number four, number four pick overall, first round, right? Because they're just doing a show. <laughs> and uh, Mel Kiper starts ripping on him. Like, that would be the worst pick, you know, or shock, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just going in, just going in on it. And Tenenbaum's face, the guy's face is looking at me like, come on. He's like, what? They, they told me to say this. I don't know. He's like, I don't know what these things are. Well, yeah. like, Do you want us? I, we got to fill an hour here. If we all agree <laughs> right? on every pick, do you know how boring this hour is going to be? Like, ditto, Fred. Yeah, they know who he is. He's a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. What is he? It's, it's so funny. That's anyway, so due to that, other than that, uh, follow us on. More importantly, subscribe and do five-star reviews for this show, The Blackout Diaries, on Spotify or iTunes. I did figure out how to do a Spotify, by the one. You have to listen to an episode. Yes. You can say what do you feel about it. You can get in there. But All it has right. to be, I think, on the mobile. Well, wherever you're listening, leave that review, that five-star review behind everyone. And we'll talk to you yeah. next week. All right. Star Brands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.